Hey, this week on the 167, we're talking about prayer, how we can pray continuously, how we can schedule that, and how we can have spontaneous prayer with God so we can have good communication with Him. Welcome to the 167. Hey, welcome back to the 167. I'm here with Pastor Rick George. Good morning. And all you party people who are watching and listening to the 167, you're here with us too, in spirit. That's right. So That feels special. I'm uh, Pastor Lucas Motley. I'm the discipleship pastor here at New Life Community Church. And we're talking about our prayer series. And I love this because I think that uh, prayer is one of those issues that should be a fundamental, foundational principle of Christianity. And yet... It's awkward, and it people don't feel comfortable with it. People are terrified to pray out loud. They feel like they don't have a good handle on it, and yet that should be one of the, the basics of being in a relationship. Yeah. And it's funny because not many people want to admit that it's an area that they struggle with Yeah, because it makes you feel like, well, I'm not a very good Christian. But it's something that ultimately everyone has some issue with this area of life called prayer right well and it's like in any relationship that you would be in if you were dating if you were a friend if you were in marriage everybody would tell you a counselor would tell you oh like well the, the foundationally the key is communication yeah. and we go i think the key with god is yeah. you know if i burn incense and swing it from you know like no but just communicating and if we can get that in kind of ingrained in us that's really just us having a relationship with god that involves listening, it involves talking, it involves just being in his presence. That's what prayer is. Yeah, because I think that sometimes communication in a marriage or relationship is sitting on the couch and it's not, you know, like, yep. it's nonverbal. But if you said, oh, I can be in a relationship and we've never talked about anything important, we've never talked to each other, get to know each other, I would right. say, there's no way. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, um, kind of in this journey, I know last week we talked about like the Acts prayer method. Um, what were some of the beginning stages of prayer for you? Like what was maybe some, something that somebody taught you? Like who taught you about prayer and what were some of the milestones? Yeah, so some of the, like the Acts prayer um, is something that I can remember going way, way back and learning. And it was really beneficial to me just to help kind of guide that. Um, was that something you learned at church or at home? Uh, at church uh, or maybe youth group. Something uh, I don't remember where I first heard it, but it's it was powerful when I started to implement it and just help it uh, let that help guide my time of prayer. I, I didn't grow up in church, and so you know, just learning as a you know older teenager, kind of this new concept of talking to God was uh, uncomfortable. So just having something to guide me through that. Um, and if they want, they can go back and watch the message. But just to re it's adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, ACTS. So anyway, uh, myself, like probably every other follower of Jesus, uh, have good uh, role models in prayer and not so good role models. And I, like I think back over my life of church life and hearing people pray, uh, there are people that I can remember vividly that, when it was time to pray, their prayer was simply uh, their final thoughts on whatever the discussion was, and now you can't interrupt them, and right. they get to, you know, 
make it sound spiritual and oh god you know that you know this is how it should be and i you know and you can't like wait a minute you're just finishing the argument you're kind of finishing the statement but you're kind of cloaking it in or, or covering it in prayer you're giving advice where you're like please help my brother or sister to realize that yeah. they just invested their money <laughs> exactly and so uh it's like ah, i'm not sure that's a great way to approach prayer um but it is strategic in that you can't really interrupt somebody when they're praying, and that seems rude. So, uh, but I've also been around people that just—you could tell—they they knew God, yeah. and when they began to pray, it was intimate. So, yeah, it's—I've learned from a variety of people, and they're—I uh, wouldn't say that I am a great uh, prayer warrior, a great prayer that it's something that I feel super confident in uh, just like everyone else there are seasons when I do a better job than others you know, there are some times when uh, it's like uh, God you you remember me right <laughs> it's it's been a few days uh, and I think it's important for people to hear that it's not just them so like when you hear somebody you're like oh man like I wish I could pray like that what are some of that those key elements that you're hearing in their prayer that you're like oh that's really like I wish I yeah, I, I think the, the people that I hear pray that it's like, it, it impacts me. It's just, you can tell there's an intimacy. There's a comfortableness in the way they talk. Uh, it's not contrived. It's not made up. You know, it's just a natural, intimate communication that they have with their father. And it's like, that's, that's awesome. They say, Daddy God. No, sometimes that's even that's weird when when people use terminology like okay that's just weird. What's really terrible is I I actually learned to pray. My mom uh, was really somebody who was pivotal in that journey for me, and she went through a devotion with us, which unfortunately is out of print. And I was like, I I don't know why, but it was, and I don't know why this is my primary learning. But I love books that are fictional and yet teaching you something. And so there's this uh, book called Hidden Haven Ranch, and I always have to. You know, be very because I'm always like Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah. No, it's Hidden Haven Ranch, and it's about this kid who goes to live with his grandparents. And his grandparents teach him how to pray, and it's the five fingered method. I don't know if you, I've heard, heard of. I can't remember offhand, but it's you give a thumbs up, so it's praising, dear God, you're so great, I love you, uh, you're worthy of my praise, and then you use your pointer finger to point to things you're thankful for. So praising and thankfulness, and then your middle finger, which I'm not going to stick up at you. <laughs> is confession <laughs> because you might have used the middle finger that day you know like here's where I was sitting and I'm going to try and do better and then the last two uh, of your fingers the bigger one is asking for others and then your pinky is asking for yourself and so but the kid in the book learns that and then yeah and then you actually make a shoe box and you uh, start writing things down like you'll write thankful cards I'm thankful for this da, da, da. and so you're teaching your kids and then they'll shuffle up the cards and you literally draw like five cards at the end of the night and go Dear God, you're awesome. Thank you for this. I confess this. And it was yeah. really... Yeah, so anything that helps kind of jog your memory or get you started. This week um, in the message coming up on Sunday, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about you know, some strategies or some things that just practical things that like the ACTS or the five finger or you know various things. Um, so you have to jump in this coming Sunday to hear all of those things. Ooh, we'll see that, that's Yeah, that's the teaser. Don't want to miss this Sunday. So 
the purpose we talked about of prayer is to worship. So the Bible describes worship as ministering to God. In Deuteronomy 10.8, it says that the Levites come and they're supposed to worship God, and it was their time to come and minister to the Lord. And I always think that that's a – I've heard people describe worshiping that way, and I'm just like, oh, that's such a an interesting concept that we actually come and minister to the Lord. And so how would our, do you think our worship or our prayers would be different if we thought about that time being not about how God can minister to us, but how we can minister to the Lord? I, I Honestly, I think it would just change our focus. Like the focus would be on him, not on us. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, when you start to comprehend God as much as we can, like to try to get the infinite God into our finite minds is impossible. But the best we can, when you recognize his holiness and his majesty and the glory of God and, and having this um, understanding of who he is, like it would change everything. But we tend to just say, okay, we're here to tell God what we need, and then he's going to give it to us. And so we tend, and this is I don't know how this will sound, but we tend to come across like bratty kids, mm-hmm. like spoiled kids that just demand this and I want look that and I want yeah, I look at give me this, give me that, give me this and and the parent saying, "Okay, just don't throw a fit. We'll give you whatever." And you're like, "That's a bad way to parent." Well, yes, it is. But we do that same thing to God. We just go to him and we want him to be that bad parent that allows us to be spoiled and give just, me, give me, give me. Just give me whatever I want. And and we approach him that way. And it's just not a good way to approach God. So if we can envision and, and change the mindset that this is really about me coming into the presence of a holy God to honor him, to worship him, uh, to serve him, to minister to him, mm-hmm. like we are his ministers and we're coming into his presence, it changes the approach which then changes uh, kind of how the things that we pray for well, and I, our attitude in prayer. Yeah, and I think ministering, like building somebody up, comforting them, I think that that's something that, like you said, parents understand in a sense of, you know, like if my kids come and they have no other agenda, they come sit with me on the couch and they give me a hug and they're like, Dad, I missed you today. And, you know, I tell, can I tell you about my day? Of course. Here I drew you this picture. And like that is, you know, the uh, somewhat yeah. feeble attempt, but it's the attempt by your children to minister to you in your heart is to come yeah. and tell them, I'm thankful. I'm grateful for what you did. Dad, thank you for dinner. You know, like those are like little things. It doesn't have to be, you know, we're going to put on our Pope hat and swing the incense. And yeah. like, it's like, you know, I'm going to offer a burnt sacrifice. It can be, Dad, I missed you today. Yeah. You know, thank you so much for doing this. I'm so grateful look, I recognize that you put me in a house, you know, like that's a lot of what we want from our children is to, to just acknowledge. Yeah. Yeah. The blessing. And that's, that's the thing, like as a parent, um, as an adult in general, like when you, you know, see somebody that you really care about and you have a relationship with and you approach them and you say, Hey, you got a minute we can talk. Like, no, no, I don't want to, I don't have time for you. I don't have time for you. You're like, well, just, just in five minutes. Now right. I'm busy and I don't have time. And you know, when that over time, it's like, it hurts. Like it's just, right. it's frustrating. And then to have that same person come back and say, Hey, any chance I could get 
this? You know, do you have 10 bucks I could borrow? Or, you know, can you buy this for me? Or can you do this? Then our response. Right. Like, mm, I don't think so. I'm not. <laughs> I am disinclined to acquiesce to your request. <laughs> yes. Means no. Yet, yet we, we expect God to always say yes. Yeah. Regardless of our attitudes and approach to him. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's just an understanding of that relationship um, that once we understand that we're here to minister to him, uh, to draw close to him, to honor him, then everything else is kind of an, an overflow of that. Yeah. Well, I always like to pick out certain things about your message and just really ask you the question, did you mean to say this? <laughs> It's like probably not. Uh, yeah, like you you drop some stuff. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, that's good, and I'm like, you know, did you just throw that in there? But one of the things that you said was, you know, the disciples come to Jesus and they say, hey, would you teach us how to pray, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, Jesus is really super patient with them. And he didn't look at him and go, well, you should have gone to rabbinical school. You should have done this. And what you said was, Jesus answers our questions and takes the time to teach us. And I thought that that was such an encouragement to us because I think that that's still true today, in the sense of. You know, you can sit there and pray, you know, Holy Spirit, teach me to do this. You know, like, Holy Spirit, how can I? And I thought that was so um, powerful. So I just want to know if that was like, was that on purpose? Did you just throw that in there? Was that the the Holy Spirit speaking through things? Yeah. So one of the frustrating parts of preaching um, is, you know, I spend 15 or 20 hours a week uh, reading, studying, writing, tweaking, uh, going over it in my mind and rewording things. And, you know, it's just a, it's a long process. Um, and then the things that tend to be the most impactful, um, the things that people remember are the things that aren't even in my notes. I didn't even think about it. That was um, a funny joke, Pastor. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. So sometimes it's like I've, I've prepared and then people remember something goofy. You know, it's like I didn't study for that. Right. Uh, but then other times it's like in that, like it wasn't in my notes. It just God just wanted, struck you yeah. in the moment. So God like is just speaking through me in that moment. And it's powerful. So no, that part was not in my notes. Um, right. So was it on accident? No, no, it was the Lord intended. It was a planned spontaneous. Yeah. No, but I thought it was it was excellent that it fit kind of with the theme of prayer in the sense of I think we're always wondering like man Jesus must be frustrated with me that I don't already know this and it's like no in the scriptures you see Jesus teach yeah and so just to again it's relationship it's just coming to him and saying all right I'm not very good at this and I'm kind of uncomfortable so teach me to pray you know and yeah it's just funny we're we lose perspective, right. right? And so it's like somehow we're different. And we say things like, ah, if there was only a way somewhere that would teach me to pray. Yeah. You know, and yeah. It, Jesus is like, you know, wink, wink. Hey, there might just be right. this thing right here in Matthew 6. I don't know. Check it out. We're like, oh, yeah, right there. Um, we were- and so he's like, just... Trust me, just try this. We were at a conference this week and we had taken our whole family and they had a section for the teens and the, they had a question and answer time. And the teens asked the speaker, they were like, what's a good book for teens to read? And he goes, uh, the Bible. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody laughed because he was like, 
I'm, he goes, I'm not kidding. You know, yeah. it's just like, that's, it has, it, you're like, if only I had an answer to yeah. this question. Yeah. You're like, well, actually. If, the, if there was a book, I don't know, like a big book that addressed all the questions of life. Right. Hmm, I think I got one for you. Yeah. So uh, a big theme that you had this week and kind of that practical piece for us was to have scheduled prayers. Because we were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, when they tell Jesus, you know, how do we pray? And he prays the Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed right. be thy name. And so there are some people that just pray that prayer. They sit down at night and they go, our father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, the kingdom. Right. And so I think that's really taking it pretty literal. You know, right. like if I was like, how do I read this book? And you're like one line at a time. You know, like, I get it. Yeah. But, um, but we talked about, there are some benefits to rote prayers, memorized mm-hmm. prayers yeah. and uh, what you called scheduled prayers. Like, you know, I think, and I went through this in Bible college. So I'm glad that you spoke on this because in Bible college, like I went to Bible college and it was like, oh, look at these peasants that pray once in the morning and once before bed and at three meals a day. And I'm so above that. I'm just going to pray continually. And then what happened was I didn't pray at all. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm not going to pray for my food. I'm in Bible college. And then I didn't pray. And so um, you talked about what you called scheduled or rhythmed prayers. What do you think is the, the biggest benefit of having that scheduled time? Discipline. I mean, it's just a... A, a, I say a forced, it's a built-in way throughout your day to make sure that you're taking a time to talk to God. Yeah. Whether that's two minutes or 20 minutes, it it really doesn't matter at that point. It's just that discipline of I'm intentional about taking this time. So I ask people um, you know, to commit to praying for you and me and our Pastor, uh, pastoral staff, our elders, our deacons, uh, leadership of our church, and over Sunday and the first part of Monday, I think there's roughly 30 people, something like that, that have sent me an email saying, "Hey, I'm committed to pray for you." And many of them put the time of day that they're going to pray, and it is all over the place. Um, the earliest person said around 5 a.m. They get up and they're going to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, some people say, I've got you on my list. I'm committed to pray for you in the evenings before I go to bed. It's in whatever. I mean, it just, it does, the time doesn't matter. It's that you have a time. Right. right? And so if you, if you fail to plan, You're then you plan, plan to, fail. to fail. So make a plan to say, hey, I'm going to schedule this time every day um, and I'm going to stick to it. Well, and I think you're seeing that too, like when we talk about relationship. Anybody would tell you when you get married, it's like if you don't set a date night, like if yeah. you don't have time that you have said, we're going to, in our family, we're going to sit down and have dinner together. You know, with, there's a family game night. Like if you don't plan on that, it ain't yeah. going to happen. Yeah. The most important things in life you plan for. Right. Like you say, I'm going to set this time aside and it's on the calendar. And so we're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. That should be the case with our prayer time. It's, it's an appointment. It's in the it's in the calendar. It's there. I'm going to get up. I'm going to pray. Well, and I think we should encourage people in that same sense, kind of like that. Where, I, like I said, I went to Bible college and I was like, "Well, scheduled prayer, whatever." It's and I feel like that where it's like people feel like that in relationships where it's like that's not romantic. If it's not spontaneous, it's not romantic. Yeah. And I'm going, that's not what God's after. God's not be like, oh man, 
he like he just randomly prayed to me so he's on this he's now yeah. a, a level six christian you know it's like oh. it's not like that when you, and when you find out when you're in your 20th you know 15 to 20 years of marriage what's actually romantic is that you've pre-said no to everything you know like yeah. i you, set this time aside for you yeah yeah and so those those um wrote prayers or mm-hmm. like the lord's prayer um Again, it's a part of our prayer. It shouldn't be all of it, but it's not wrong or bad just to start off in the morning and say, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You are holy. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I pray that your kingdom would come today here on earth as it is in heaven. And I pray that you'd give me today the things that I need. I mean, it's not yeah. a wrong way to pray. It shouldn't be the some total of all your prayers, but it's a it's a good reminder of covering the things and it gets you started and it gets your focus in the mm-hmm. right place and it and it follows the example that Jesus gave. So it's not it's not a bad thing. Well in in my hidden hidden haven ranch and a hidden valley ranch mm-hmm. book, uh the first time the young boy discovers this is you know they're taking him through like praising, thanking, confessing, and he's in a barn and there's a cougar. <laughs> It's like, ain't nothing more dangerous than diving in a live cougar. But like, he's in the, and there's a cougar and he's like, dear God, please save me. You know, and I'm like, and he didn't go, you know, Lord, how majestic is your name that you've met this beautiful cougar? You know, like, it's just like, no, no, no. Like it was spontaneous in that moment. And I'm going, so there's benefits to the rope prayers, especially when you carve out that time. But there's also benefits to spontaneity, like don't get mauled by a cougar. Yeah. And so sometimes the most powerful and effective prayer is help. Yeah. Like, God, I need your help. And he understands that. I'm just picturing so, you like in a situation where you're like, excuse me for one moment. God, yeah. help. Yeah. You know, like, and then like, <laughs> all right, I'm back. Yeah. So, so there's that benefit to the spontaneity prayers because I feel like that's more beneficial to you. And, you know, it's that, I don't know if you want to call it a romance piece, but it's like, hey, God, I was thinking about you right now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's nice. But uh, the last question I just had is, what I really want you to to tell me what's the difference between continuous prayers, like we talked about, spontaneous prayers, rote prayers, and continuous prayers. You know, everybody always says the, you know, in the Bible it talks about pray continuously, and everybody I know like they're like that means that, you know, I just have to be praying all the time and I'm not really paying attention to what's happening, and you know, and I'm going, and I think that most people conflate the two of this popcorn spontaneous prayer and continuous prayer. What do you mean by praying continuously? How is that different than yeah. a rote and spontaneous? Yeah, so the continuous prayer is, again, just being in his presence, uh, being aware of his presence, having that ongoing um, just communication, mm-hmm. whether speaking, listening, or just being there. And then the spontaneous part of that is in the moment, something is brought to your attention whether somebody calls you and says, hey, I'm in this situation, then you pray spontaneously for that specific situation. Or maybe it just, you know, the Holy Spirit just prompts you and brings a situation to your mind and you take the time to pray specifically for something. Right. Um, but you can pray without praying specifically for something. So your prayer, continual prayer, is just, again, being in his presence and acknowledging him and communicating with him and saying, Oh, look at that tree. It's so beautiful. Thank you, God, for that. That's not necessarily a spontaneous prayer. It's just that attitude of worship and prayer. The spontaneous prayer would be, 
you know, look at the beauty that God made, and there's somebody that's in need. God, I pray for that specific thing right there. So it's more of going back to that idea of ministering to God all day. So even if you are, like I, I talk about this with my kids where it's like, hey, when you carry my name, you know, if you are out in the community and you're doing good, that is I'm not even there and essentially yeah. you are ministering to me because later on when I'm going to find right. that person's going to find me and go, "Oh my gosh, your daughter, you know, like she did this and it was right. so great." And I'm like, "Oh, like so even when I'm not here, you're you're out there ministering to me through your gratitude, your right. thankfulness, your attitude, your ministering to others. Involving God in everything that you do, every thought that you have, it's all wrapped up in an understanding of life with God. And then the spontaneity of prayer comes with the very specific things that come up on the fly as you're doing that. So if you relate that, I wake up in the morning, we have an intentional conversation. Even though we have parted ways, you have that attitude of thankfulness and generosity. Absolutely. So you're ministering to me even, and then I'm, you might call me throughout the day and say, Hey, I just did this, you know, like thinking about you. And then we come back at the end of the day. And again, we have some, some kind of time together in a rhythm. I love that. Yep. All right. Well, guys, I hope that you can uh, grab that rhythm and kind of take a hold of it in your own prayer life. Uh, Make sure that you're trying that this week. We really challenged you this week to set a time um, to really put that rote prayer, uh, that scheduled prayer into place, because then the spontaneous prayer is going to come out of that. So make sure you're trying that this week. Uh, Like I said, if you're praying for us, let us know. You can uh, email Pastor Rick, rick at newlifegardener.com. We'll see you here next time on 167. If you enjoyed this episode of the 167, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, get notified, leave a five-star rating and a positive review. Tell all your friends to listen as well. Make sure you go over to newlifegardener.com and check out all that we have to offer as a church and check out our messages online as well. Thanks for listening.